Oh yeah. I got the perfect song for the kids to sing. And all my people that's drug dealing just to get by. Stack your money till it gets sky high. We weren't supposed to make it past 25. Jokes on you, we still alive. Throw your hands up in the sky and say, Welcome again, everybody, to the Low Key Podcast, Episode Five. I am one of your co-hosts, Aaron. Uh, also here we have Mr. Keith Denny. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's happening? And the always on point Tim Malloy. How's it going? All the time, five. Yep, yep, of course. So, man, we had a really, really great episode for you guys, and we lost <laughs> it. <laughs> so we're gonna do it again. And things that have evolved since that time. Uh, we we did a whole Kanye. episode. We did a whole episode on Kanye West, and then he released two more albums, and did a bunch of other stuff. Since we did our first episode, where we talked about him saying slavery was a choice, so it just felt like we needed to get into some new stuff, yeah, reflecting yeah. all that's happened. And and it's it's going to be, uh, you know, I think we're going to benefit. Everyone's going to benefit from it. Maybe we'll we'll be able to clip. You know, together at some point, the stuff we talked about with Don the House, which was great. Maybe we can talk about some of it here, but uh, some other things more pertinent today. So we'll jump into that. Um, so I don't, who wants to lay the, the the groundwork for where we're going to begin? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like like we said at the top, we had an entire episode about Kanye West. Then he released a bunch of new stuff. We felt like the old episode was kind of dated and that we had to address some mm-hmm. new points. Aaron asked the most interesting question at the end of the last episode, which was after everything he's done, is Kanye still allowed at your house? Like, will you still play Kanye's music? And we realized that was kind of worth the whole episode in and of itself. So we should probably just go around and answer that. Will you still play Kanye's music? Mm. Well, Keith, Keith, yeah. Have you still been checking out Kanye? Like, um, just in general, you mean like his new shit? Um, I guess both actually like since since he says some of the craziness about he and, and the president being dragon energy and and uh <laughs> the president <laughs> endorsing that and him hold on uh, hold on hold on rewind that back you say dragon energy yes what type of game of thrones shit is that what are you... <laughs> hey look it's it's not there to make sense and i know it's not like i just made that up but i mean he, he tweeted it the president replied to it and Fox News all over it, and then apparently, according to different polls, and, and the polls are supposedly unreliable, but uh, those polls said that his uh, supporting among the black community, particularly black men, went up about 10% a week after. Well, let me tell you how I feel about that. I mean, I wouldn't introduce, <laughs> when y'all say have a Kanye in his home, I just picture inviting him to my apartment or something and being like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Let's chill and play video games and watch some movies or some shit. So I, I probably wouldn't do that because he seemed like he'll make me extra anxious because he too extra and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as his music, you know, I I mostly just listen to his new stuff more so for the podcast, and and <clears throat> and it, it's not really had to do with the fact that some of the things that he say that kind of rub me the wrong way and make me like not want to listen to his music. It's mostly because it's just not that good to me personally. Uh, so, wait, so what? What are, you, are we speaking 
like okay, what, what's the last thing that Kanye made that you felt like was was worthy of like multiple listens? Uh, this is a dog twisted fantasy. Okay, and then since then we're looking at Yeezus, Life of Pablo. Yeah, Yeezus pretty terrible. Hey. Life of Pablo pretty mediocre. And then you got this um, Yee or Yay that just came out, which is to me is not that good, but it also lets me know more and more. And I think any anybody that's really listened to the album should realize that this man really needs some help. And you know what I'm saying? And it's like, <clears throat> like R. Kelly really needs some help. I guess what it is is that I, you know, I still listen to him more so because I have to listen to him, but it's also not all that entertaining to me anymore. Nor is it like how his music was in back in the day where he was actually thought provoking. But well, I, mean, I, I, I guess what my my answer to the question is that I'm not gonna ban listen to him just because he say some stupid shit. Yeah, to piggyback on that, I realized that I've been really interested in anything he's done since Deep Dark Twisted Major and whatever Magnificent <laughs> Incredible <laughs> yeah I haven't been that into it but what he did with all this crazy stuff he's saying lately is made me curious to check out things that I wouldn't have otherwise checked out which is maybe the idea because there's no way I would have listened to Ye if not for that and not for the quote on the cover about I hate being bipolar it's awesome I always thought that was a funny quote mm-hmm. when I've seen it before and I was like is this the album where he's talking openly about that, which seems like it's been kind of an open secret. Um, so that made me want to check it out. And then what I got was a really, honestly, pretty boring album. Exactly. It um, just wasn't that good. The weird thing is, I also listened to the Bush T album, which is the best production he's done in forever. And then the Kids See Ghost album is also really solid. Um, maybe he needs like a partner to check him or something, but I think he's capable of doing good stuff. But when he's left to his own devices, it's just not interesting anymore. Yeah, and to, you know, go back to how we started and then the reason I asked the question at the end of the Lost episode, uh, he's banned here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I don't even, I mean, like, I could sneak and listen to him, like, put, put in some headphones and, you know, play whatever. But when I, when I thought about doing that, but by the time I had that weekend, I think it was like the Sunday, uh, after the album had dropped on it, that Friday, it was announced that he was number one on like all the different streaming networks. And I was like, nah, man, I'm not giving you numbers. Screw it. I'm not, I'm just not doing it. Um, yeah. And, and for me, you know, I, I, you know, as Keith said, you know, normally I don't get on my high horse about something like that. The problem for me though is, um, I just, it's weird. Like, for example, I still listen to James Brown. And James Brown, in his personal life, was a, a serial batterer of, of women he was involved with. Um, you know, there are other people who I've listened to and I've, you know, oh, well, you know, they did this thing, but I separate the art from the music. Now. And, you know, I, as I've gotten older, I don't know how comfortable I am with that stance. I thought about listening to it just for the sake of the podcast, but I don't really need to listen to his music to know how I feel about where he's gone um, as a musician. I mean, I listened to Jesus and I thought that was a very strange album. Um, it had some good songs, but he, he was working through something. Um, and you hear that in Life of Pablo also, but I think he's musically, he's been lost for a moment. 
And I, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, there's something really uncomfortable for me about the voyeurism he feels or feels comfortable stating uh, when he talks about dragon energy with the president and how he's. I mean, you got this is a guy who who did the Mike Myers Bush doesn't care about black people guy. He was the yeah. person who went around and told people you don't have to be so worried about how white people feel about you. And yet at every single step we've seen him be so absorbed and and um kind of chained by how white people feel about him and acceptance by white people, whether it's in fashion or whatever. And then suddenly once he marries Kim and he gets a few dollars in his pocket with Nike and some other people, now it's about how black people have held themselves back and slavery was a choice. Interesting. I don't know what to do with that. And especially the way he speaks about Chicago and, and the way the president Obama hadn't done much, um, is if, you know, it, it was, I don't know, it, there's just a lot there. There's, there's a lot there. And I, I just haven't, I, I with him, I've kind of got to the point as a person who did live in Westside Chicago um, in the early 90s who feels like he he is a dereliction of duty as it comes to, to that city. So I, I just, I'm done with, with his, his music. It doesn't interest me right now. And I don't think it, he can get that back from me, you know? Have you, um, to kind of piggyback off what you said, did y'all hear what Issa Rae said about Kanye? No. No, no she I said, know in the past she said she just want black people to win and she just kind of leave it at that. And No, she know, said, that's, um, that's what it is. She, she, was at, she was at this fashion show and actually Kim Kardashian was there and she said, I'm about as fashionable as Kanye is black, only when it's convenient. And then she said, that joke was my choice, just like slavery. So <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot thrown out at once. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to bother trying to break that down here right now. That's that's a lot. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, that's we, pretty much what it feels like. Just like what you had said, like all these different, how Kanye was in the past and the things that he, he spoke to to us as black people and, you know, it was he, he was very much so teetering on that edge of being like a very kind of black conscious type of rapper, but also with that type of braggadocious nature that he had. And it almost feel like, just like what you said, once he got to that particular point, he lost himself in a sense. And or Or maybe it's not so much that he lost himself, but he was always that person, you know. He was just always the type of person who was just a, um, just, what's the word I'm looking for? Just up there to take advantage of whatever situation that he can fit himself into, you know? You know what's interesting about him, too, though, is he's never had anybody who whose wing that he went under that he continued to see as a, a protege worthy of, of, wherever he feels like he is in his stratosphere. So, like, I mean, Jay-Z, of course, took him under his wing, but they don't even speak now. Now, I think part of it, and I'm speculating when I say this, but if I'm remembering correctly, okay, so I know this part's true. Remember, he he actually canceled his Life of Pablo tour. Mm -hmm. And the reason he canceled it was that was around the time Kim had been um, 
robbed, I think it was somewhere in Europe. I want to say it was Paris. This could be wrong. But, like, people thought it was an inside job. And he canceled it because he was worried about, you know, Kim's uh, safety and all these other things, which, you know, is very, very valid. But one of the things that came out that was rumored to have happened is when this happened, Jay-Z and Beyonce didn't call to say, hey, how y'all doing? Are y'all okay? And that's supposed to be why they're not talking anymore. It feels like there's so many reasons they're not talking. Or, I mean, Jay-Z said that they're just having like a family family spat that you kind of keep within the family. Mm-hmm. But they're still family. So, I don't even know. Well, the reason I brought that up, though, is Jay-Z is probably the closest person we've seen in the public eye who was like a real mentor to him. But he's never yeah. really listened to anybody who asked him to be a little less wild and, and, and brash, brash when he spoke about anything you know um so as keith said i feel like a lot of this is kind of who he's been but he's draped himself in in whiteness and white celebrity in a way that's like really interesting um for somebody who was held might as well have been saying fight the power every other song he's who he is and what he means to pop culture has changed dramatically in the last decade yeah it it also it, it makes it seem like I think that's what I was trying to say. It makes it seem like he's more of a um opportunist. It's almost as if to get into hip hop you had to act like you were this particular type of way, but deep down inside, you really more um <clears throat> you really more Uncle Tom than you are Malcolm X. And that's 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 mean. <laughs> I'm not even saying it's wrong. I mean, uh, that, it is what it is. I mean, it's it's fucked up. I mean, because it'd be better. It'd be better to start off as an Uncle Tom and just consistently do that. <laughs> <laughs> but but oh don't try God, to do something. You, you know, you can, don't, you don't can buy in, but you can't buy. You can't sell out. It's like it's the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles start off doing like pop forty boy band type music, and then they go on and make some of the most criminal music there is at that time. But you can't go the other way. Yeah, but exactly. so it's interesting because you're talking about, and, and it, this is that that's a legitimate comparison musically to a degree. But his music is not what's changed. What Kanye was changed is kind of what he identifies with and what he has chosen to uh, uphold as the audience worth caring about. You know? Yeah, I think you have to be a little bit of a chameleon to survive in hip-hop i mean a lot of there's not that many artists who've been in it for 20 years and he's coming up on 20 years and the only way to do that is to stay on top of musical trends and also to sort of shift your personality in interesting ways and keep yourself compelling and well, i mean he kept me, himself yeah i, I was like, not, not to cut you off but i, I just want to kind of uh give you an example of what i mean too so um i forgot what the name of the brand is but you know he has some some brand he put together, I want to say it's like a Donda project, which is named after his mother. And he has these fashion lines. And then these fashion lines, like solid color t-shirts cost like 175 bucks, something like that, right? Yeah. And it's a situation where it's like, well, you know, you talk all this stuff about how you're trying to help the city of Chicago and you want to help this, you want to help that. I mean, some people from those areas would be willing to pay that amount for uh, that kind of shirt, you know, because it represents Kanye, but that's not, if if your goal is to be of, of use to those communities, you wouldn't make shirts that are 175 bucks, you know, 
You want to make hoodies that are 300. You want to make dresses that are 400. Like, it, it's, it's like, you know, what are you, tr- what, are you truly commuted? what are you truly committed to? And yeah. I guess for people, the question is, where does the persona end and where does the, the person and, and, and the things that he says he cares about, like, where do those begin? Like, I, I don't... I don't have a good answer for that. And then he he oftentimes, in a way that's not always the case with other um, musicians, he, he melds those in really odd ways. And so, I don't know, man. There's, it's just difficult. There's like a Trump parallel for me because we can all make ourselves crazy going, is this somebody who's making spur of the moment bad decisions in a very public way that they should have vetted and thought out a little bit more before they went out there with them? Or is this someone who's playing like a long game, who's a diabolical genius and has figured out how people react to all of this stuff well in advance and is playing all of us. And it's like, you can really make a case for either one with both of them. Um, I think it's the former in both cases. Like, I feel like they're just saying stuff that comes to the top of their head and we're left to sort of pick up the pieces in our interpretation. Um, but there's a lot of people who think, you know, you hear this Trump is playing four dimensional chess nonsense all the time. Mm. And there's a lot of people who think that Kanye is very savvily is that a word? Is very, <laughs> is very, very cleverly, um, you know, keeping himself in the public eye by making these crazy declarations. Yeah. So, but like, wouldn't that be more of a <laughs> a disservice to the communities he's saying that he means to do well by? Because a lot of the stuff he did early <laughs> on was, you know, you know, like you do all falls down, right? You yeah. Know, it's about kind of like almost like this nihilism of being young and black in college and like do you continue with this but this girl she's just sticking in college because she don't want to disappoint her parents you know that kind of stuff and it's very much interested not just in um the black experience from a so-called hood perspective but the black experience from a young educated black experience somebody trying to understand where you are in this time of 2004 and you know is that is does that mean like everything he's done since then? Like, I just I don't I don't know what what to make of that. I I, I can't I can't even get my words together, Keith. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe you can. You I can. mean, I guess I see what you're saying. Okay. Like, does it because of how he is now? Does that make everything that he made beforehand null and void? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To, that, that's kind of what I'm trying to get to, and I I can't figure out how to articulate it right now because I'm just kind of flummoxed, man. It's it's yeah. frustrating. And, and it's just, um, because it, it's another thing, too, to add with what you and Tim are saying. I've also been thinking that <clears throat> maybe he, maybe, maybe he isn't thinking all this stuff out. Now, I know for sure Trump, Donald Trump is definitely that person, you know, because Donald Trump also seems like he's always been that way from the jump, you know. But it could also be a case of like, kind of like a Citizen Kane type of situation. Where like Kanye may have had good intentions at one point in time, but just the environment that he was in and certain life circumstances had changed him and made him pretty much his own worst enemy. Um, I totally, I totally agree with that. Like yeah. I think you're always a good guy in your own movie, and exactly. I think he was doing something really valuable at the start. I mean, I thought it was really cool that at a time when there was a lot of materialism and kids were getting like. Sounds so moralistic, but kids are like getting negative messages from all kinds of music about materialism and like consumption and everything else. Kanye was one of the few people who was going like, "Wait, is this good? Like, I do this. Like, I get. I what is it? Like, I I spend it before I've got it or something like that." Um, 
you know, buying things, getting self-worth by buying things and why that's not necessarily the best path, but it's the easiest path. Mm-hmm. And I thought friend us for that was cool. Like it was just like making us all question why we do that. And then it just seems like it's gotten more and more focused on him as things have gone on. It's become like all about the Kanye drama. And also just like really, it was like the whole second song on the, on yay is about like, you know, all of you women would get with me if you could, whatever, you know, whatever nonsense yeah, can, you talk can about. Can you like, the album me. a little bit? I, I can't really, I didn't listen, so I can't really add much to that. But can y'all talk about it a little bit? I mean, the first, the production is just dull. Of the three albums he's released, um, the Push album has great production. The Kids See Ghost album I just listened to for the first time today, and I was really impressed by the production on it. Um, the, the Yay album is just boring, and it seems like his lyrics have, when they used to be kind of introspective and interesting and universal, they're all about him. And there's a lot of his dumb puns. There's this one pun that's like, I'm grateful for your breasts because it shows I can think of two things at the same time, which is like, that's just like wordplay. And he's like 42 years old. I mean, just like be better. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty terrible for the most part. I think there may be one or two songs on there that I thought was pretty decent. But it's only seven songs, right? Yeah, so I just let you know what you're working with. <laughs> yeah, but, why is he? Why is he? <clears throat> how long is the Kid Cudi album? Because I know Daytona's only seven songs too. Yeah, it's the Kid Cudi seven songs too. I actually love that because there's a lot of albums that are like fourteen songs that should be seven songs. Yeah, it yeah. might. It it might be some strange Kanye shit. Um, like seven, it's a seven, purpose seven. behind. It. <laughs> like it, it's some type of purpose that we ain't gonna know about till later on or something. Numerology? Yeah, something like that. Oh, God. I'm not going on Reddit to check it. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the Kid See Ghost album is legitimately good. Like, if the, if you were like, this is a brand new artist, <clears throat> I'd be excited about that new artist. It just comes with all this baggage. But is it is it good? I mean, it's good from a production quality, I'm, I'm assuming, but also Kid Cudi probably add that yeah. extra little flavor to it. Um, yeah. I, yeah, Kanye Kanye has completely changed. But let's say let's let's say this though. What is it? So everybody has their opinion, you know. Like freedom of speech, you can say you technically, you pretty much technically should be able to say whatever the hell you want to. Do we feel like some of Kanye West, I guess, statements lately are in a sense dangerous or detrimental to people? I, you know, here, here's the thing. You you talked about him being, you know, influenced by others. I, I spoke about this actually on the the latest meal on the multiverse where we were talking about uh, hip hop and the N word and what's kind of happened with the way artists approach their audience. And one of the main things that's happened is athletes. And rappers now have the same audience. It's it's a majority uh, white audience in a way that wasn't true before. And the what what music means to people is different now. Like the way you wrap up your identity in hip hop and being an MC and all that, that's not the case anymore. You can have ghostwriters and stuff, and people don't even care. Like they just like it. They making dope music, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> But Kanye, I think he's he's surrounded by all these people who are not from uh, the the background that he had growing up, and they're giving him 
ideas and, and you know, uh, you know, just a different outlook, you know, on, you know, like when it's, he's like that guy who gets a bunch of money and a bunch of, you know, freedom. And he takes that as a chance to talk about how, you know, well, you too can do this. So, you know, it's a choice to blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he forgets that there's only, you know, a spot for a couple of people to, to do what he did. Um, I don't know. He's, he's just lost perspective. And I, I think that's influenced how, how he, I mean, he's always been a wild rambunctious dude the way he speaks, but I think it's, it's influenced the way that he uh, chooses to use his voice. You know, it, it's mostly about like, why can't you do this? Black people should be able to do this and do that. Why aren't you free thinkers? As if people weren't supportive of conservative of the conservative side who were black before him. Like that's never happened before. Like, come on, do read a book. It's mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> so I don't you, know, man. It's stupid. Well one reason you said that Trump isn't isn't I'm sorry, not Trump. I just said Trump instead of Kanye. That's like some kind of Freudian slip. One reason you said Kanye isn't like welcome on your speakers anymore is that he increased his popularity among African-American men, maybe by a small amount, but he increased his popularity. And I remember that, that poll is a Reuters poll. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, that is, that just can't be right. Like, I don't know, but I just like gut level thought that it can't be right. Um, because polls are notoriously bad at tracking African-American voters. Um, they are, are, but I think people are, uh, notoriously bad at keeping in mind that black men are very misogynistic and they have very conservative values. I know that sounds crazy. See, the thing is that black people generally are very socially uh, uh, progressive, but in many other ways, particularly moral ways, they're conservative and that comes out with black men way more than black women. And you see that in the, the, you know, votes between black men and women for the Democrats and the conservative, well, and the Republicans. I mean, African-American men and women are voting overwhelmingly democratic. They are. But if I mean, split, like, so I forgot exactly what the split is. So like 90, was it like 93, 94% of black women voted Hillary? It's like 89, 88%. Black Trump. women have, have saved the day in many recent elections. I mean, the Roy Moore election was largely because of black women. Yeah, um, and black, <clears throat> they, black men just, they, they <laughs> I mean, dominance um, and, and, and being assured uh, of yourself, whether you know what you're talking about or not, just like a lot of other men, they're not any less susceptible to that. And in many cases, if you get another dude saying, yeah, this dude is this or this dude is that, like Trump, Kanye didn't say anything about policy when it came to Trump and his support of him. He was just like, love everybody. We need to get along, all that kind of stuff. But, it, you know, like that's not, it's not based in any sort of intellectual argument. You know, if you try to break down policy-wise what's happened with this administration, um, they've done nothing to move things forward. And I think what's been unfortunate is because a lot of people who weren't doing well, who were black, after the financial crisis, 
they were hoping that Obama's presence in the White House would move the needle forward, particularly from a fiduciary standpoint for black people, and we didn't really see that happen. And I think, you know, because of that, that's why you saw a lot of people saying, where Hillary and Trump are the same. And it's easy to move people, um, you know, on a whim if a guy that you respect is saying, look, get us due to chance. We all need to get along anyway, all that kind of stuff. Huh. I don't know. I don't, know. Huh. I don't know what you think of that. What I just said. That's my perspective on it. But I don't. I don't know. You know, if you I, were could, to I can see what you're saying in the sense. Um, the thing about like when you said about black men being misogynistic, I think that's mostly like majority, like men as a whole, majority yeah, have like misogynistic men. natures. I and I also believe that in a world where there is no 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 racism there will still be sexism so yeah because even when you look at like the civil rights movement or the black panther party you had you know certain you know african-american males who were very sexist towards the women who were a part of the movement and stuff and i mean that's true today for the um for the uh, what do they call them said the alt-right movement yeah so yeah. And, and even like even in the church and stuff like that in the southern baptist churches and stuff and how women are treated and regarded and those particular elements and there also is that kind of um misconception of what it is to be a man and masculinity as far yeah. as how um african-american men view it because um a lot about us what people don't understand is that we we always feel like we have to be so masculine and so sure of ourselves and so on top of things and so on and so forth and um so from that there comes this misogynistic type of um type of vibe i guess yeah and just just to like own this i mean looking at me too and everything else and the men who've, who've been caught up in that white men aren't exactly like champions of you know gender equality either and are not doing a good job in any way well but but to to not not, and I'm not, point. I'm no, not but, talking about all, I'm not talking, you know, I'm doing the not all men thing. I mean, obviously there are men who are perfectly good men and I hope we all, I, I think all three of us would say we're aspiring to be good men, but there's also, there, there's no monopoly among any race of doing a terrible job on gender equity. No, well, I don't think you had to put a disclaimer there. The only thing yeah. I wanted to add <laughs> is that, <laughs> the only thing I wanted to add is if you notice it's not like many black women have stepped forward to speak about their experiences in any workplace. I mean, they happen, but they're pretty rare. And it's not, I, I honestly think a lot of that is just because they believe that, I'm going to put it in the most crass way, so I ain't got to try to find some fancy way to say it, but they believe that the tears of white women matter more to people. And typically that's been true. And when they've been seen to try to step up. They get blackballed and pushed out and they don't get a chance to return to the industries they work hard to to get into. Like, I mean, even when it came to Hollywood and Me Too, there are a couple of women I can think of off the top of my head. The main one's Lupita Nyong'o who spoke about Harvey Weinstein. But, I mean, for the most part, you can count on one hand how many black women came out. And that's crazy. That's really insane. Even Simon Hayek coming out against, um, you know, if you want to talk about color women in general, what is that? So it's her, Lupita Nyong'o, how many other people who or women who were not white came out and spoke about me too? Well, you saw you saw white feminists take some heat for not being diverse enough and not being inclusive enough. Um, and I think you also see a lot of white feminists trying to improve on that 
now because in the early days of this, it may have been like, you know, I, I think about like the situation with the, the Parkland kids when a bunch of kids in a, and I think a pretty suburban environment come forward and talk about gun control, we all take notice and pay attention. And it's like, well, wait a minute, what about all of the violence in black neighborhoods? Like, why wasn't that a major concern the way that this is? And there is this tendency of like, when white people discover a movement, suddenly it gets media attention and everything else. And it's like, why did we leave everybody behind? Why isn't this, why isn't everybody involved in this movement? But, I think know, it's something that liberals are conscious of and are trying to improve, but you know, it hasn't been perfect. But th think about that as we circle back to Kanye and begin to close. Um, the more successful Kanye's become, the less he's mentioned Chicago in his music. And in particular, the things that ail people in the neighborhoods that he was raised in. He wants to comment Obama and other liberals for not being supportive of the city and, and trying to improve the situation there. But uh, he can include himself in that. Most definitely. I mean, with with the Donda House Foundation, uh, we don't have time to jump too far into that, but uh, his wife came up and basically said, I can't wait till my children are grown, they can take over their foundations, that they have anything to do with that neighborhood. It's not a thing of saying that they wouldn't care, but they don't, they don't, they'll never be able to like really empathize the same way, you know, and, and Kaya has not reached out. He's not put together products or services or things like that that are, um, you know, affordable for those people. He, he's been really focused on himself, and that's fine. You know, you're allowed to do that, but you're not allowed to do that and criticize others for not doing their share. Exactly. So I think we can close there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Oh, man. Uh, so I'm going to give you... I want to give you for the show notes a couple articles that we talked about this past week. First, where Trump is taking credit for the bump yeah, um, yeah. with African-American males. And also this uh, Nate Cohn article from October 12, 2016 in the New York Times about a single 19-year-old black man in Illinois whose vote or who's, who's been weighted 30 times over in one poll and as much as 300 times in another poll because African-American men have been so unrepresented in these polls. This mm -hmm. guy was for Trump, and so it it looked like it was this major bump for Trump uh, that was actually just one guy. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, still wouldn't explain how black men voted in the election, but uh, but yeah, please, because yeah, <laughs> for polling purposes and the way people yeah. discuss, uh, you know, the day to day swings of of uh, Americans' opinions, that that would be definitely very good to have. So yeah, we'll include that in the show notes for you guys. Uh, Keith, would you like to close on anything in particular? No, I think we covered everything today. It's been hard to be measured for this one, man, because I, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm just going off and sound, sounding crazy, but um, it's it's definitely disappointing, and I don't think I'll be going back to his music. It's not even his old stuff. It's it's not that important to me, you know. So anyway, I just I just don't want to punish Pusher T and Kid Cudi, who had no idea <laughs> any of this was gonna happen. They tried to put out good albums. Oh man! I, hey, you know what? Hopefully, if if things align, if the, if the stars align, and our schedules don't get crazy again, we can do Drake again right around the time of that album. Because oh man, I want to talk about that. <laughs> Woo! That, now that's that's the fun stuff. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll be closing out now. I uh, can't wait to talk to you guys on the next one. And uh, you know, peace out for now. Cool.